Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, So the prediction was 1 million brand new jobs. Can you imagine? Red-blooded Americans getting 1 million new jobs. God knows after this pandemic, people need jobs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, inflation is beginning to go through the roof. We've talked about this now for two weeks. All across the board. Have you been to a grocery store lately? Have you been to a gas station lately? Steel is going through the roof. There's shortages. Lumber is going through the roof. There's shortages. Oh, they'll blame the companies and the weather. They'll blame the Georgia legislature. It's happening. Two months ago, the CBO and others had said, get ready for a massive explosion in economic growth. President Trump said, the first quarter of next year, that would be now, you're going to see massive economic growth and job creation. There's really only one thing that can drive up prices, drive up inflation, drive up interest rates, that's coming, and drive down employment. You know what it is? It's Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden is an economy killer. He's a job killer. He's a legal immigration killer. You know, I wish Sean would just call in. My buddy Sean. Had, Sean, are you there? The great one. Thank me. God bless us. How am I? Well, actually, Get off folks. My phone, you creep. <laughs> I actually said, Sean. Hey, uh, call, yeah, uh, go listen, ahead. Can I? I, I just want to say one thing. Only one oh, thing? You, just one th- Well, if you want me to talk longer, I'll talk longer. I'm a talk show, <laughs> so I never shut up. Uh, you're a dear friend of mine. Uh-oh. And you've been busy now for a long time working on this book. What and book? I, I, don't, I said to you as you were writing it, don't tell me the title and don't tell me what it's about. Right. Because I, I'll probably start talking about it, you know, unconsciously, and I hate to do that. So you were kind enough to send me two chapters. That's all I got. I know you're finished with the main. I know you're doing the final editing of the book, but I got to read two. One of them is about solutions of how we fix this mess, this shithole, as I call it, that we're in, right? Just don't give all the answers yet. I'm not allowed to. Um, Well, I'm not going to. I won't give the specifics. This is probably the most important book. And Liberty and Tyranny was right up there that this country needs at this moment. And I know you're going to take heat because you call them for what they really are, which is Marxist. There's a lot of Marxists out there. Uh, you saw the, the, the headline and attacks I got for calling Bernie Sanders, Bolshevik Bernie, the guy, you know, which he is, of the course, former Soviet Union. Yes. And he praises the Soviet Union, a murdering regime and Castro and that regime. And uh, Venezuela and Nicaragua. I mean, w- what other name is there for him that's accurate? Help me out here. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, Mark, this is now, I've, I've asked my audience to become deputies. I'm deputizing any and everybody that wants to join us for the cause of liberty, freedom, capitalism, and our Constitution. Because this is the moment. If mm-hmm. we do not win the House and hold the Senate and, and gain seats in the Senate. It's, and it's not an easy year. H.R. Uh, 1 is the law of the land. Core packing is real. D.C. and Puerto Rico statehood is real. Amnesty open borders is real. God, and what a wet blanket. It's gone forever. And, and, I, and Mark, I am telling you, I'm just kidding. every single Levinite out there needs to know. We are ready, baby. on deck. We are ready. All hands on deck. And and you wrote a blueprint and and this is this I think this is going to be your best piece of work and I know I've got the first interview. You better give me the first interview. Of course. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. And I didn't ask you to talk about this. You got to tell them that. This no, you is didn't even setup. know I was calling in. Okay. And 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 here's the yeah. thing. As we do the final edits on this book, I've told my own this is the most important book I've ever written. I've never said that before about any book. It is by far the most important book I've ever written because of the times that we're in. And you saw those two chapters. You know exactly what I'm doing. It's time to build a movement like the Tea Party, the Reagan Revolution, the Trump Revolution. It's time for red-blooded, patriotic Americans of all stripes, all colors, all backgrounds to unite. Put our little differences aside and take our country back from what I call the American Marxist. And I explain in the book what an American Marxist is. And uh, we'll get into that another day. But no, no, no. Ha- I, want, yeah. I, I just want everybody to know that you know, I, I, in my first book in ten years, "Live Free or Die: America and the World on the Brink," 
I wish, Mark, I was wrong. But I was unfortunately more right than I knew. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a, we've dug ourselves a hell of a hole here. And now we we're going to need every single person. You know, some people tell me ah, I'm sick of this. I'm tuning out. No, if we don't change voting laws now, where where voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody, cleaning up voter rolls, partisan observers observing, if we don't do these things now. We can't win in 2022. Mm-hmm. All we want is honesty and integrity in elections. Everybody should want that. Joe Biden never lifted a finger. He has the most restrictive laws in the country in Delaware. Georgia's far less restrictive. And, he, and then they're so desperate, he calls it Jim Crow 2.0. The guy, the, the Robert Byrd's best friend that tried to stop oh, him. He, was, he would know he was a Jim Crower. Exactly. So, um... And it's just because he didn't want our schools to be racial jungles. His words. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying to every Levinite, it's time to, to, you know, get your game on. Trust me. Trust me. We're ready. Doesn't have faith in the system. And, oh, why should I bother? Can I ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. I'm going to launch this book on your show. Yes, sir. When this book is launched, we got to get all of our audiences together. We've got to rise up millions of us. I'm hoping I can get this book in the hands of a million people. I really am. Well, by the way, why do people think that we're all competitors and enemies in in this business? Because we're not. We're best friends. Well, some of us are. Some of them aren't. Let's be honest. Well, that's true. There are some jackasses (laughs) in our business. I won't disagree with that. Want me to start naming them? No, we don't want to do that. uh, Just call them back, like I do. Uh, And by the way, congratulations. You have been on radio how many years? 33 years. You've been on Fox how many years? It's my 25th year. You've seen him come and go against you on radio. You've seen him come and go on TV. <laughs> yeah. You're like the Steady Eddie, aren't you? Uh, steady I've Sean. i very blessed. But I'm going to tell you something, Mark. There are moments, you know, we have you know busy news times, slower news times. My passion is for this country like it is for yours. It's my passion. And that's why I got into this. I didn't get into radio to be an entertainer. I got into it because I'm passionate about the things I talk about. You're passionate about it. One of the best things I ever did in my life, and there's a great story behind it we won't tell now, is I think it's fair to say that I forced you into radio and you came kicking and screaming and then I did the same thing on television because you are a reluctant radio and TV host. Is that a fair statement? It's all true. Yep. And because and can, I tell tell you, can I tell you why? Thank God I, I did because yeah. we need more people with your brain power in the trenches. Well, you're very kind, and I want to tell you why. Because my whole life I've been an activist. Whether it was Landmark Legal Foundation, whether it was fighting in the Reagan primaries, whether it was myself running and winning school board when I was in law school, I've been an activist. And now I've realized that in addition to being substantive and entertaining and so forth on these platforms, we can do things that that other people cannot do, and we should do them because we are blessed to be in a position to help this country. We truly are. Mark, this country has given... Us, all of us, and and I think everybody in your audience, they would agree with this. Oh, did you see that? By the way, did you see? (laughs) Did you see that survey? 
where 78% of my audience and your audience is conservative and 1% is liberal? Well, who the hell is the 1%? I, exactly. Where are they coming from? But isn't that hilarious? Where do those 1%ers come from? I, I don't uh, know if these surveys are accurate, but it cracked me up. I'm sorry, I interrupted. You know, I, I honestly, nobody, you know this is true because you know I don't pay attention to any of the noise. Yet, and it actually, you get more mad when people attack me than I get mad. You get more. You, you will attack my enemies more than I attack my well, enemies. This cracks me up. That's what because friends are for. Tell you why I don't even care. I don't give a shift. Uh, uh, oh, a shift. Okay, got it. Oh, yes, a shift. It's in honor of Adam Schiff. I don't give a shift. All right. I really don't. You know, and I'm going to tell you the other thing, Mark. We don't do this for money. You know, we, we both can retire. I don't want to retire. You know what mm-hmm. I want to do? I want to fight for the country. You know, one of the things when, when we lost our dear friend, Rush, uh. um, I said two things. I said, one, we all got to up our game. We do. Because nobody can fill that void. The second thing I said is, amazing thing at the end for Rush, in the last year of his life, and you, you know you and I know a lot more than other people how much he suffered. Yeah. And he would go, and they'd have to kill him to save him. He, and, and he wanted to get just well enough again so he could, you know, his, so his bucket list could be fulfilled. And what was his bucket list? It wasn't to travel the world. It wasn't to play golf anymore. His bucket list was to be on the air with his audience. Yeah. That was his bucket list. And he, and it meant everything he to, him. to the bitter end. Yeah. Radio was everything we, to him. Everything. And we got to fight to the bitter end. We're going to fight, Mark. And I'll tell you, you get, you know, sometimes you get punched in the gut. You know, it's like Rocky in the last movie. He's talking to his son. You know, and there's nothing that's going to hit as hard as life itself. And it ain't. A, it's not a matter of how hard you get hit. It's about, about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's what living's about. Mm-hmm. And we got to live while we're here, while we have the chance, while we have the opportunity. And I want every Levinite, I love you, Levinites. I love the conservatives in this country. There are more of us than them. Don't let these people deflate you, and nor are we going to allow this attempted assault on everything that we believe in and power grab, all of it unconstitutional, to take place without a fight. And we're doing it for our kids, we're doing it for our country, we're doing it for our grandkids, and because it's also just the right thing to do. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know, Sean harasses me every damn week to come on his TV show, and I've been <laughs> working on my book. But now I'm a free man. In, thank God. Are you on next week? I'm on next week. Yes, sir. Yeah. Listen, we both love Pete Hegseth. Oh, And I look up, and, terrific. Week, and I'm like, there's Levin on, yep. on Hegseth. He just turned me down five weeks in a row who's on tonight in your I show take it personally what's that are you on tonight or no no i'm off tonight i have uh i have a high high, high level meeting i gotta go to really so in other words you're going to dinner anyway uh <laughs> i'm going grocery shopping go you ahead. are the hardest working guy in media there's no question you've been doing tv for 25 years radio for 32 years i don't think anyone else has ever done this before uh you know i don't 33 really think about Hey, Mark, to be very honest, at this point in my life, if I don't do it, um, I'm going to be, you know, the crazy guy driving around in his car talking to himself. I'll be the host, I'll be the caller, and I'll do the show all by myself. 
That's not going to be. Wait good. a minute. Can we do that? You, 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 you'll, you'll have to be an, an interventionist and come and take me <laughs> off to the funny farm. Listen, thanks for calling phone, in. So. You're a dear, dear friend, and we appreciate it. Yes, I'll sound as confusing as Joe Biden. How's that? No, that, that'll never happen. Be... Yeah. I love you, my brother. Listen, Je- just remember I something, want Sean. I to know one thing. Yes, this sir. book is powerful. This book is a roadmap. This book can help save this country. Well, I'm you're very, very kind. And uh, I just want to remind you, Joe Biden was every bit as stupid when he was 40 as he is now. <laughs> All right, my brother. Really, Have a good weekend. By the way, we hold these truths to be self-evident. You know the it, thing. It, you, by the thing. You, you know yeah. the thing. The thing. God exactly. the creator of everything. That guy. All, All right, right, man. man. Take later. care of yourself. Thanks. Be well. What, what a dear, dear friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. When we come back, Joe Biden, almost in the flesh. Oh, yes. He's going to tell you why a jobs report that shows 266,000 jobs created as opposed to 1 million is enormous progress. They're killing jobs. Look how fast they're killing job opportunities in this country. Subsidizing people on the dole and they haven't even passed all the trillions of dollars in spending that they want to pass they're literally destroying our economic system they have destroyed our immigration system in a hundred days they have their eyes on destroying our court system they want to destroy our family system so that Almost as soon as your little baby is born, the government will raise your baby. Or some government contract. Oh, yes, yes. They got all kinds of cool plans. Much like the 1936 Joseph Stalin Soviet Union Constitution. They're all set. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. 
The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. Dive in now, he's right. And by the way, those of you who have dove in, as it dived in, I want to thank you. We're number three on the Amazon bestseller list behind The Last Thing He Told Me, a fiction book about something. Unfortunately, Oprah's at number two right now. What happened to you? Oh, keep your psycho babble to yourself. Then there's American Marxism. So we're at number three. All of you who have so far participated in pre-ordering, I want to thank you. We have over, uh, I don't even think I'm allowed to say it, but I will, over 60,000 units that have been pre-ordered. I said if we can get to 100,000, I believe at one point we'll get to a million books out there. And then we can start this, uh, use the information of the book, use some of the stuff, and really uh, take on what the elements and the forces that are trying to destroy this country. I'm feeling so optimistic right now, thanks to you. You and this radio audience, you know, I'm not on Twitter anymore, I'm not on Facebook anymore. And I have not been on Fox. So the only place I talk about this book is behind this microphone. And some people were predicting, well, he's not on Twitter, he's not on Facebook, so that won't... Folks, I have just demonstrated that you don't have to be on Twitter or Facebook. If you have patriots in the audience like you. And Parler's been down for three days. I don't know how much longer it's going to be down. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Then people tell me, well, maybe you should go back to Twitter, Facebook, you should rethink this. Of course I won't. They're the enemy. I'm not saying what you should do about them, although we will talk about that when the book comes out. There are some alternatives and some ideas. All that said, this is all being driven by you. And I try to explain to people that Rush taught me this a long time ago. And a lot of people on radio and TV don't understand this. Don't abuse your audience. Don't take advantage of your audience. Be honest with your audience. Talk to them about what you're doing. Talk to them about what needs to be done. We have a fantastic Sunday show on Fox. I have two great guests. Stephen Miller, who's going to be allowed to talk about immigration with me without interruption. And Peter Wood. Peter Wood is a professor. He's also president of the National scholarship or uh, scholars association so obviously we're going to talk about immigration but we're also going to talk about the 1619 project in the second half of the program these are two fascinating and courageous men and i hope you will join us in the opening monologue i think you're going to believe is uh, quite compelling i don't always do an opening monologue i try to do a closing statement 
I don't write these things, I just do them. And in part, it'll be the first time I actually talk about American Marxism. Now, as you know, I'm going to need your backing. Because there's no question whatsoever. Right now, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the uh, corrupt media, the Marxists and pseudo-Marxists, or neo-Marxists, and the others, they're laying in wait. They want to see if by silence... By silence, they can, they can kill this. They don't want to give it too much attention. But at some point, they and their surrogates, their websites, will unleash. And we have, we're in this together, and we're going to have to push back together. They think they can take down some of us, but they're not going to take me down. We are going to push, and we are going to fight. This book is not written for them. This book is written for you. This book is written for your college students and your high school students, should you be a parent or a grandparent. This book is written for your colleagues and your friends and your family members. This book is written to get the message out, to inspire, to invigorate to build another movement. I've been part of many activist movements, and I told Sean at the beginning of the show, I'm an activist. That's what I am. I'm not a trained radio host. I'm not a trained TV person. I come by this radio and TV almost by accident. And to the extent I get good ratings and a big following is thanks to you. But it's not because I have the greatest voice, that's for sure. Not because I have a lot of hair, that's for sure. It's because of substance. Substance. And those of you who have purchased my books in the past, whether you've liked one or another and so forth, at least you, you have to agree they're substantive. I don't throw together a bunch of uh, speeches or radio shows or whatever. I don't believe in that. If you're going to put down your money, you deserve to get something substantive in return. I've never worked so hard on a book in my life. And I don't think I've ever produced a better book in my life. Particularly given the times that we're in. I think you'll be proud of it. I hope you are. The weekends are really a dead time when it comes to ordering books online and so forth. I'm hoping not this weekend. You can go to Barnes & Noble if you don't like Amazon or somewhere else, but the Amazon battle is on now. And we're holding at number three, which is good. But we need to be number one. We need to push everybody back, and we need to make it abundantly clear that the silent majority is not silent anymore. Look out, here we come, America. Look out, here we come. Joe Biden is a one-man wrecking ball. He's destroyed our energy independence. He's destroyed our secure border under Trump. He's destroyed our wealth creation and our job creation, which was about to take off. He's destroyed our budget. He's destroyed words like infrastructure and family. 
He's destroyed girls' sports in high school and college. He's destroyed race relations between Americans of all races, creeds, colors, and ethnicities. He is as close to a dictator as we've ever had in this country. And on the Democrat congressional side, they seek nothing short of one-party rule, as I've told you many times, of the California model. That's why Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House. One-party rule of the New York model. That's why Chuck Schumer of New York is the Democrat leader in the Senate. This is what we're facing. These people do not believe in this country. These people hate America. They never have anything positive to say about anything that's come before. You can't love this country when you trash its founders. You can't love this country when you trash its framers. You can't love this country when you hate the citizenry and you're attempting to change the demographics. You can't love this country when you hate the greatest economic system on the face of the earth, which is intertwined with our republicanism. You can't love this country if you embrace big tech. Oh, they don't embrace big tech because they believe in big tech. They embrace big tech because they have found a weapon that they can use against freedom of speech and freedom of association almost at, at will. They don't love this country. They hate our election system. They lie about those who love our election system. They're unpatriotic. They don't want to stand for the national anthem. And they don't want to put their hand over their heart or take their hat off either. They think our flag is a joke. Men have carried that in the battle. Been to Arlington Cemetery lately? See the Iwo Jima Memorial? My grandfather fought at Iwo Jima. I don't know where Kamala Harris's father or grandfather fought. Or Schumer's or the others. Love to know. When we get back, I want you to hear Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants you union and non-union, blue-collar and white-collar workers to understand that he thinks this jobs report is fantastic. That the creation of 266,000 jobs when 1 million jobs were expected to be created is a good thing. That he thinks we need to spend more money. Even though we're on the precipice of a significant, significant return to inflation. Which had finally been defeated, we thought, in the first few years of the Reagan administration. But Biden and the Democrats have brought it back. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. 
The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. People love it when Sean and I are on together. You know that, Mr. Producer? I'm getting emails and texts. You love it, too? He is a brother to me. And me to him. We've known each other a very, very, very long time. And uh, Rush was, too. Absolutely was. And so, uh, he's just, uh, he, he is, he's the salt of the earth. He's exactly as you see him when he does his radio show and TV show. You can see he's like the he's like the guy next door. I think that's his great appeal. Doesn't seek glory. He does his job, works extraordinarily hard. Doesn't have a bunch of writers. You know, when he does his monologue on Fox, he writes that monologue. Because sometimes when I call him, he says, I'm in the middle of my monologue. Oh, okay, okay. All right, what am I doing? Oh, yes. And people could see this desk. It'd be like my book desk, you know, where I have books all over the dining room table. And by the way, I'll do it at the end of the program, too. You can never say it enough to you ladies out there. Am I allowed to say ladies, or we have to say now birth givers? Happy Mother's Day. Now, for all you leftists out there, including Nancy Pelosi, you're not allowed to say mother because it's gender-specific. Do I have this right, Mr. Producer? I don't know what you say when you're uh, mentally unhinged, and this is how you choose to speak. But for regular Americans, may I say regular Americans? I think I will. We like the word mother and female and woman and lady and girl. We like to use words like men and boy. And uh, what other ones? You get it. Not it, it. So you become objects. They might as well give us numbers. See, this is more than Marxist mentality. They might as well give us numbers. But they're very confused over there on the radical Marxist left, like the LGBTQ+. If you do not believe in gender assignment, then what's this LGBTQ stuff? It shouldn't even exist. They should just call the group. What's its name? I think that would cover everything. What's its name? What's its name? What's between your legs is irrelevant. It's what's between your ears. And what's between your ears better not come out of your mouth because, you see, there's only certain things that can come out of your mouth. It, them, this, that, quack. Whatever. So I have to speak in code, but I'd rather speak in English. So happy Mother's Day. And to you liberals out there, you don't get to celebrate Mother's Day. You don't believe in the word mothers. It's like July 4th. You don't get off July 4th because you don't believe the nation was founded on July 4th, 1776. 
So we celebrate separate holidays now. There's no Mother's Day and no Father's Day for you folks. Stop ripping us off. You can't have it both ways. Geez, I'm not going to get to this, am I? How much time do I have, Mr. Producer? All right, Joe Biden, cut one, go. I want to put today's jobs report in perspective. Well, if it was doing well, you wouldn't have to put it in perspective. But go ahead. I want to put today's jobs report in perspective. He stuttered. And uh, look, we came to office. We knew we were facing a once-in-a-century pandemic and a once-in-a-generation economic crisis. You know what you're full of? You're full of, well, something that looks like caramel. Can I say that, Mr. Producer? He's full of Hershey bars. I like Hershey bars. You get the drift. A once-in-a-generation economic crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, there's never been a luckier man to walk into the Oval Office. Never been a luckier man. The vaccines were already invented. They were already being distributed. The trajectory was going up, so everybody who wanted a vaccine would get a vaccine. The economy was turning around with predictions of explosive economic growth. The border was secure. The country was on the move. And then Mr. Blockhead steps in. And he wants you to think it was the worst situation. Can you imagine if this man had been present with the outbreak of the pandemic? Here he is, President of the United States, as the pandemic is almost over, quite frankly, with the vaccines and herd immunity. You can see the numbers. And he's now making excuses. When I walked in, we came to we knew we were facing once in a century pandemic, once in a generation economic crisis. Well, we are going to have a once in a century economic crisis now. Because this fool is on a spending spree. This fool is, fool is redistributing wealth. This fool is going to tax the hell out of our industry so we can't compete with foreign industries. The border is wide open, so union and non-union jobs are not going to exist. Then he's going to jack up the minimum wage without any basis whatsoever, while at the same time, many small and medium businesses can't find people to work because he's sending out Let's call it massive welfare checks to everybody. And he's not done. He's got another four or five trillion he wants to spend, ladies and gentlemen. That'll just be great, won't it? That'll just be great. Then he's got a flunky over there at the Treasury Department yelling. Who's not yelling? Then we have this this moron heading the Fed, Powell. They're keeping interest rates as low as they can. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to blow up those interest rates. And by the way, in addition to blowing up your budget and destroying your income and your savings and your pension, what do you think happens to the federal budget when interest rates go up just 1%? It is a massive increase in federal spending. Good job, Joe. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 
So the economy is turning south. That's the bottom line. All the uh, inflation markers are way up. The, uh, the job creation numbers are well below what they're supposed to be. Even the GDP growth was below what it's supposed to be. And Biden's only gotten started. You can't eviscerate American industry in the American financial system and throw open the southern border and then start massive redistribution of wealth from productive people to unproductive people, from successful businesses to unsuccessful businesses, and expect anything than what's about to happen. And those of you who voted for Joe Biden, you ought to be punished with this. You ought to lose your jobs. You ought to lose your income. I know that sounds awful, but you have done this to us. You've done this to this country. Those of you who legitimately voted for Joe Biden know damn well he was a buffoon. You also knew that Donald Trump had created one of the greatest economies in modern history and was creating a second one of the greatest economies in modern history. And you voted against him. I hope the people who voted for Donald Trump retain their jobs, even get better jobs, and earn more income. Because you tried to save this republic. You tried to save the economy. I'm not going to be a Pollyanna, folks. I never was, and I'm not going to start now. We got to call him as we see him. I'm tired of my money going to people who vote for left-wing crap politicians. You know, I was getting a sandwich today. Very, very nice guy. A waiter is actually working. His wife's a waitress, and she works too. And they're very, very nice people. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. And we kibitz. I'm Jewish. He's Muslim. We get along great. He's very, very liberal. And he said, you know, we, we took a little few-day trip to Vermont. He said, Bernie Sanders country. I said, well, why'd you come back? He said, well, there's no jobs there. I said, you're right, that's Bernie Sanders country. Get it? For the rest of us, and I'm not putting down Vermonters, but Vermont is a nice place to visit. But there's no jobs there. It's like a small Switzerland, except there's jobs in Switzerland. It's not reflective of what goes on in the rest of the country. And by the way, this isn't a put down in Vermont. Sounds like a place I'd want to retire, except for all the crackpots who are already there and all the crackpot politicians who represent them. It's like I have no plans on retiring to Manhattan. Or San Francisco. Anyway, I'm looking at this now in front of me. I'm going to read to you. Not a lot of it. And I'm thinking, how perverse. What am I talking about? Here's a headline from Wall Street Journal. 
just came out about an hour ago. Police overhaul bill draws bipartisan agreement on key issues. I'm thinking to myself, murder rates are through the roof. Rape is massively through the roof now. Did you see what Antifa and Black Lives Matter were doing in Portland yesterday, Mr. Producer? Blocking a road, literally taking out weapons in daylight and pointing them at people who dared to try and drive home. Almost had a gunfight. That did not occur on January 6th at the Capitol building. I make no excuses, but that did not occur on January 6th. There were no guns. Except by the police, of course. Congressional aides reached compromise on military equipment, no-knock warrants, and chokeholds. Differences remain on prosecution and liability of individual police officers. Now, we all have celebrated Tim Scott's magnificent counter to Joe Biden's speech. It was really solid, and the reason you liked it so much is it was a conservative speech. A conservative speech defending American principles. But I want to tell you more. It says Democratic and Republican staff in Congress are drafting language for possible police overhaul legislation that would limit the transfer of some military equipment to local police departments. Are there issues with military equipment in local police departments, Mr. Medusa? I, I What are they talking about? What, what, what's happening with local police departments and some military equipment? Are they abusing the military equipment? Are they using it against civilians? I don't know. Do they have tanks? Are they shooting them into uh, uh, shells into buildings? What, what is the issue? There, there are no issues there. None I'm aware of. Are you aware of it? You've got to believe if something was going on, you'd know all about it. Ban police use of chokeholds except in life-threatening situations. Let's say you're... Re- I'm not a big fan of chokeholds as a matter of policy, but if you're fighting for your life and some guy grabs your pistol or something like that, chokeholds, you should be able to gouge his eyes out with your fingers. Don't you think, Rich? You know, cops get to defend themselves, too. It's not like I wear a uniform, so I got to sit there and be shot and spat upon and kicked in the you-know-whats. And set federal standards for so-called knock, no-knock warrants. Why do we need federal standards for no-knock warrants? We have a situation where the police said they knocked. And so now we're going to have federal standards for no-knock warrants. Federal standards. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand federal standards? Politicians compromising in Washington, D.C. Now, Tim Scott's involved in it. He's never been a cop. Cory Booker's involved in it. He's never been a cop. Uh, can't see it. Karen Bass, she's never been a cop. Karen Bass is a radical leftist. Cory Booker is a, has a loose screw. Tim Scott. It's unfortunate Tim Scott says he's been stopped many times because of his race, he believes. Okay, what does that have to do with these policies? Nothing. Nothing. So crime is going through the roof. We have horrific levels of murder in our inner cities in particular. And they're still talking about police overhaul bill. 
and bipartisan agreement. Well, I'm going to tell you where I stand. This isn't to be provocative. It's not to be a standalone or anything. I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this. Local police departments, under state authority and so forth, can do the job and have been doing the job extraordinarily well. And, you know, when you hear this word immunity, that cops are immune from prosecution, no, they're not. That cops are immune from lawsuits, no, they're not. It's just the bar is set higher because they know of the slip and fall sewer dwellers who call themselves lawyers, excluding me, of course, who will sue at the drop of a hat to make a buck or to destroy a cop or to destroy a police unit or destroy a police department. It's pretty funny how members of Congress have immunity for their speech. They can't be sued. Pretty funny how the media have effective immunity, given the New York Times versus Sullivan case. Pretty funny how big tech has immunity under Section 230. But not police. I mean, police have limited immunity. Members of Congress, in their official capacity, have complete immunity. And so does big tech, and pretty much so does big media. It's amazing. So I don't support any of it. I don't want to federalize local police departments. And while this is going on, the sleazy attorney general and his sleazy Department of Justice are nationalizing police forces with these consent decrees. They come in behind Minneapolis. The police force is already on its back. They come in and they say, oh, we're going to do an audit. Oh, great. Who's going to do an audit? All the left-wing jerks at the Department of Justice. Oh, aren't they great? I work there. The shadows are filled with left-wing hacks. Oh, and then we're going to get the Louisville Police Department. We're going to nationalize them. And they nationalize the Baltimore Police Department. And that department's finished. They got 700 policemen for a ton of half a million people. Meanwhile, the Capitol building is protected like it's the old-time West Berlin. And none of those people even carried guns. Not a single one has been charged with a weapons violation. Pretty much like Portland, where they all carry guns, but really not a single one has been charged with a weapons violation. Well, I wonder why. Well, maybe one or two, but out the back door, quick! I'll be right back. Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. 
and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Remember yesterday I was saying that what Joe Biden's going to do by giving away patents to foreign countries, he's going to fire a torpedo under the side of our magnificent companies that invented these vaccines. That doesn't mean that vaccines are denied to foreign countries and their people. That just means they have to pay for them. And they're able to pay for them at a very reduced rate. And these countries can afford them. The country of India, some of the uh, Western European countries, Eastern European countries, they can afford them. Actually, I have people say, no, 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 no. And yet, Pat protection is specifically in your United States Constitution. Well, now the story gets worse. Joe Biden is talking about giving the patents to the communist Chinese. To the communist Chinese. Hostile nations like China, Town Hall, Russia and their ilk could grab American intellectual property and run, all because President Biden fancies himself to be some sort of pandemic Robin Hood, stealing from American companies and giving to foreign countries, even our enemies. Now, ladies and gentlemen, communist China is responsible for this virus. And now more and more media organizations who used to trash people who suggested that it may have come from the lab, and this was first suggested by Tom Cotton on Life, Liberty, and Levin some long time ago. And they trashed him as a conspiracy nut. Now our intelligence agencies do believe that, in fact, that's likely what happened. And they even think they know specifically which lab that would be a lab that was, in part, the recipient of grants from our government, and some are specifically fingering Dr. Fauci's office. I don't need to get into all that. What I'm saying is this. China is responsible, one way or another, for the worldwide death of millions. Joe Biden is such a, such a sick bastard that he tries to lay that on Donald Trump in our own country. That Donald Trump is responsible for the death of hundreds of thousands. When Trump moved heaven and earth in so many ways, ventilators, respirators, PPE, hospital beds, therapeutics, vaccines, and the historical record will prove him right. While Joe Biden was sitting there in his basement, attacking and undermining the value of everything President Trump was doing. He and his party contributed nothing because they wanted Trump to fail, even if it meant costing American lives. 
Everything Trump did was attacked. Meanwhile, Joe Biden treats the genocidal leader of communist China, Xi, like he's some kind of buddy. This is a very, very dangerous man, Xi. He's already killed thousands, tens of thousands. And he's capable of killing hundreds of thousands. With his concentration camps, with the kinds of weapons that he is now filling the Chinese arsenal with, his provocations with India, with Japan, with Taiwan, with Vietnam, with Hong Kong, with the Philippines. This is an extraordinarily dangerous man which has built up his nation by stealing our technology, by silencing all dissent, and tracking each one of his people. It is an extraordinarily dangerous time. And Joe Biden wants to give them the keys to the vaccines. I wonder what the families of those whose family members have died from this virus think about that. And there's something truly sick about a party, about a media, about academics, and about Joe Biden and his ilk, who have more hate for Donald Trump more hate for Donald Trump than they do for the leader of a country that is actually responsible for the death of millions. It is perverse. This is why we have patents. And what I would do if I were one of these companies is I would immediately sue to protect my patents. I would immediately seek some form of injunction, some kind of relief. Because we know Joe Biden and his staff, they'll stick a pen in his hand, an order under his face, and he'll sign it. He'll sign it. This Ron Klain, the chief of staff, you need to know more about this man. He's a Svengali. He's a Washington animal. A lobbyist. A man with Connections to billionaires who use dark money to try and destroy your lives and destroy this country. All week we've talked about this, and I think we've exposed it. We're still waiting for the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. Mr. Producer, will you ask to please contact Mara Gay? Did you get that message? No response from Mara Gay at the New York Times editorial page. Imagine When the going gets tough, a tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Even over at CNN, the constipated news network. Yes, they all do look that way. Chief business correspondent Christine Romans. Even she sees the writing on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I want you to keep in mind that there's two more bills sitting there. 
that amount to trillions and trillions of dollars. He wants to spend more, bud. Cut 10, go. Call it the big I, inflation, the downside of a hot economy. The pandemic disrupted supply chains and consumer behavior. Working out kinks in distribution is causing shortages and price spikes from lumber to steel to rental cars. So let's stop there. See, they're not going to tell you what the most significant reason is for this. They're not going to tell you that they can't find workers, that companies are afraid to invest, that there's already anticipatory economic dislocation, a phrase that I will coin, because they've read the proposals. And their business people are telling them, you better not invest, you better not do this, you better not expand, you better not overdo the inventory, you better this, that, and the other. People are preparing for the worst. Not just about supply chains and so forth. The reason we don't have lumber isn't because of supply chains, it's because of forests in Democrat states like California and so forth. People can't harvest them. And now you have even a more radical and extremist agenda on the table. People are reading it. They've read the executive orders. I've read them. The so-called climate change economy that they're creating. And so everything's going to be affected. They're going to blame the virus. But blame the Marxist. Because the Marxist is a human virus. Go ahead. Historic stimulus to keep the coronavirus recession from becoming a depression. And so now, this woman actually is an idiot, sorry. So now the historic stimulus is intended to keep the coronavirus recession. Did you know there was a coronavirus recession, Mr. Reduce? Keeping it from becoming a depression. And I could have sworn I played a clip for you earlier in the program where It was worse than a depression, according to Joe Biden. We hadn't seen anything like this in a century. So they have to create a narrative now, and they're working on it. The White House is working on it. CNN's working on it because inflation is coming. And it's going to be a bear. It is a disaster. It's attack on the currency. Every household in this country is going to feel the consequences of this. And this was done, this was done by Biden and his party, and by his surrogates in the media. So now they're already trying to spin a tail. Go ahead. More people have money in their pockets and they're chasing after higher prices as the economy reopens. If you haven't felt it yet, it's coming. You can expect higher prices for toilet paper, diapers, soft drinks, plane tickets, a tank full of gas. Whirlpool is raising prices of some of its appliances by up to 12%. Now a shortage of lumber is adding about $36,000 to the cost of building a typical single-family home. Rental car prices incredibly high if you can find one. There are chlorine shortages for pools. The global chip shortage is halting car assembly lines. Even ketchup packets are in short supply. The Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, said he sees substantial inflation. 85% of the economy, he says, is in super high gear right now. So stop. If the economy's in super high gear, and we knew it would be, and President Trump said we're going to have an explosive, why would you continue to deficit spend? 
And why would you continue to pay people not to work? You're creating an economic catastrophe. Please listen to me. That's what's going on here. He's creating an economic catastrophe. Go ahead. ...are reluctant to raise interest rates before Main Street is truly recovered. The Fed Chief Jerome Powell said, while there's been progress, there's still work to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an incoherent report, but you get the point. Almost everything you shouldn't do is being done, and almost everything that should be done isn't being done. Because Biden has thrown in with the ideologues, just as he threw in the with the racist segregationists earlier in his career. Now he's thrown in with the Marxists left in his own party, and this is what you get. And in the end, they can talk about this, that, and the other. We're talking about creating economic dislocation and, for some people, creating impoverishment. And their answer is always going to be to spend money. They spend money in good times. They spend money in bad times. doesn't matter. They just spend money. As I've said before, they're not even Keynesians. Keynesian doesn't believe you run up deficits all the time, particularly not in a strong economy. So they're not even Keynesians. They have a Marxist ideological agenda. Doesn't mean they're running around uh, with, uh, you know, the Communist Manifesto, but it means on the fundamentals, this is who they are. This is what the Democrat Party is, the hard left of the Democrat Party, which is now actually the Democrat Party. And all of you out there who voted Democrat... You just voted for this. For this. I've been chomping at the bit to mention something, and I f- couldn't get it in last night. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss it here. It's a little off the radar for uh, most Americans. And then we'll swerve back. We got, you know, we got plenty of time here. Joe Biden is selling out our country to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. Can you imagine this regime with nuclear warheads on their intercontinental ballistic missiles? Well, they're getting them. The reports are that the Biden administration, as a sign of goodwill and peace, is going to lift significant sanctions that were placed on this regime by President Trump. I wonder what Liz Cheney thinks about that. Well, she'll have to think about other things soon. And also notice, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lynn Cheney corner of the Republican Party, all six of them, they don't trash Biden for what he's doing to this country or what he's done in foreign policy. Not Christy Todd Whitman. Not Linda What's-Her-Name. Nothing. George W. Bush, silent. I can go on and on, but why should I? This regime is a danger to our country. How many ads have you seen on TV with these beautiful American patriots who lost limbs in Iraq as well as other places, of course? Some of them, if not many of them, lost limbs as a result of IDs quite sophisticated that were produced and implanted by the Iranian regime. 
Iran is also responsible for killing hundreds and hundreds of our troops. And Iran is also responsible for supporting Al-Qaeda now and the Taliban. Iran is an enormously dangerous country. It's got a lot of people. The people in Iran are not Arabs. They are Persians. They don't speak Arabic, unless it's their second language. They speak Farsi. They are not part of this Islamo-Nazi mentality that you see in these terrorist and jihadi groups. They're prisoners in their own country. They're prisoners in their own country. Joe Biden has been breathing life back into that regime, which was teetering as a result of Donald Trump's foreign policy. He was choking off their assets. He was doing to Iran what Reagan did to the Soviet Union. That's all about the change. It's all about the change without a treaty. Money changes hands. Different agreements and arrangements are made in secret. Congress, or at least many in Congress, have no idea what's taking place. And of course, like Obama, Biden violates the Constitution because this is a treaty requirement. Now, the Republicans should be calling for his impeachment. I mean, I understand. It's not like the Ukraine situation. But in all seriousness, he's getting around Congress, that is the Senate, on the impeachment clause. If not this, then what is subject to treaty? But what's going on in our friends, the state of Israel, is a disgrace. You see, the left in Israel is much like the left in America. The media in Israel are much like the media in Israel, in the United States. You have the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who, who the left, including the media, have been trying to put in prison because they could never defeat him legitimately at the polls. And they come up with these cockamamie allegations. The trials actually started. And one of the key witnesses for one of the charges has crumbled on the witness stand. But that's not even what I'm talking about. They have a bizarre election system there. I guess they thought the Italian system was so great, so when the socialists, many of whom founded the state of Israel, decided to set up a government, they looked to Italy and some of these other countries and they adopted those systems. Well, it's been a disaster. So I'll cut to the chase. There have been several elections there. Prime Minister Netanyahu's party is the most supported party in the state of Israel. And the, cent- the right of center and right in Israel by far is supported by the most Israelis and voters. But there are a few saboteurs, backstabbers if you will, in this party called the Likud party who do not like Netanyahu for whatever the reason doesn't matter think he's been prime minister too long and they want him out and they want to be prime minister 
And the leading saboteur is a guy by the name of Naftali Bennett. Naftali Bennett has positioned himself to the right of Netanyahu and has often talked about Netanyahu selling out to this group or that group. And then when Naftali Bennett was running just a few weeks ago, seeking the votes of the Israeli people, he said he would never, ever join a government with Israel's left. After all, he was running to the right of Netanyahu. Nonetheless, out of 120 Knesset seats, he and his party picked up seven. 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 In other words, they got about 5% of the seats. Less, really, but we'll give them. We'll give them the fraction. But he wants to be prime minister. And he wants to be prime minister right now. Maybe Netanyahu has three, four, five more years as a possible prime minister, but he wants to be prime minister now. So Netanyahu offers him, after a long period of time, a rotation government. He can be prime minister the first year, and his party can have some significant cabinet posts, but then he moves out, and Netanyahu returns. That wasn't good enough for him. So you know what Naftali Bennett is doing? He's now working with the left in Israel, including the Arabs, to form a coalition government to topple Netanyahu and his conservative government. We had Benedict Arnold. They have Benedict Arnold. The result is that they may well, in fact, topple Netanyahu. And they may well, in fact, bring in the left and these greenies who don't know their ass from a you-know-what. And they will be the ones having to deal with Iran and Biden. A disaster for us, a disaster for them. I'll be right back. in. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, we only have one hour show, one hour left in the show, and I'm just getting started. This is one of those days when I could do a five-hour show. Even if you're not listening, I could do it for myself. 
Now, I'll tell you something funny. I only have about 30 seconds to tell you this. Early on when I started and I was first syndicated, remember this, Mr. Producer? I was syndicated on three stations. I was on WABC in New York. I was on WBAP in Dallas. And I, I forget the third one. Maybe it was WLS in Chicago. And all three were preempted. We realized about an hour and a half in, I was doing a radio show for myself and Mr. Producer. Remember that, Rich? I said, wait a minute. Nobody can hear the show. And so we stopped. It was hilarious, actually. All right, liberals. You may not celebrate Mother's Day. Because you don't believe in the word mother or mothers. Except when it's used with another word, and I'm not going to say that. No, you don't. You don't believe in it. We've heard you. Now we have, what are they calling them, birthing people or something? What a sick bunch of bastards, quite frankly. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, about two weeks ago, let me put it to you this way. I believe in hard work. I believe all of us should work hard. Smart, too. But I believe in hard work. Always have. That's what I was taught. That nothing comes easy. When I prepare for this show, I don't just show up, grab a website, and do blah, blah, blah. I dig and I dig and I dig. Same when I write my books. And I saw a couple of indicators that inflation was kicking in significantly. Then I went and I looked at some of these commodity charts. I'm no expert, but I looked anyway. I could see the price of oil had increased significantly. And it's much like a detective. Then you start poking around. Then I saw paper products. Two in particular. Toilet paper and paper towels. Remember what happened to the pandemic, and I saw prices increasing significantly. Then I dug in further, and I saw prices increasing for basic goods and foodstuffs. And I came on the air and I told you, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have shortages of toilet paper, we're going to have shortages of Paper towels. They're talking about potentially the oil industry, analysts were, of shortages of gasoline, uh, plastics. I told you about Hasbro toys. 
And I explained at the time that this is due to this massive, massive spending that has never occurred in not just American history, any history. At a time when the economy is growing. On top of that, as we talked about, and as I explained earlier, you have all these counter-growth measures being taken. Biden has unleashed a war against American enterprise. He's unleashed a war against American wealth. He's unleashed a war against America's most successful people. They're successful people because they have money. And the vast majority of them, not all of them, have money because you've given it to them in one form or another through your own purchasing and consumer habits. This Marxist class warfare stuff doesn't work. Now, it can work in a tyranny. It can work in a police state where they use the iron fist to enforce their will. But it doesn't work with you. You don't care if somebody's making billions of dollars off the oil industry as long as you're getting a fair price for a gallon of gasoline. But that's not what's happening. So when you're attacking production, when you're attacking research and development, that's what happens when you steal somebody's patent, by the way. When you're driving up labor costs, and yet, at the same time, doling out welfare checks to basically anybody you can, creating a labor shortage, and yet labor expenses for the labor that you have. And then, when you're looking at your bottom line and you see you're going to double the capital gains tax, you're certainly not going to expand your business. And then you're going to get hit with a higher income tax. You're frozen in place. Or worse. So I would tell the phony analysts at CNN and CNBC and the rest of the propaganda world, get your facts straight. We know what the hell's going on here. When you spend like drunken Marxists, this is what happens. Now I'm glad finally the backbenchers have picked up on this, Mr. Producer. Have you noticed this? Finally, they've awakened to this. This report today is yet another red flag, a big red flag, as if it's flying in Beijing. Unemployment went up. 266,000 jobs were created. Short by 750,000 jobs on the, on, the, on the estimates. You're shutting down industrial America. You're shutting down industrial America because Joe Biden has sided with the Marxists in his party who hate capitalism, who believe in degrowth. You look at the border today, the Democrats are silent because in quiet they're celebrating. They think this is great. That's going to help them in the long haul. The degrowth movement thinks this is great. In the end, they'll destroy What's left of of free, quote-unquote, free market capitalism, at least much of it. Because they believe in centralization and control, and you need degrowth to do that. 
Joe Biden is killing this economy. And it's not just about the rich, and it's not just about Wall Street, and it's not just about the stock market. It's affecting you. It's going to affect what you put in your car. It's going to affect what you put on the table. It's going to affect your your access to energy, all plastic goods, everything. Look around you. Everything's affected. Lumber. Prices are sky high. Supply is down. Thank you, radical environmentalists. Brownouts and blackouts. I predicted that in liberty and tyranny. It's not hard to predict with these policies. They had them in California. I told you they want to Californianize America. That's exactly what they're doing. One-party rule. Radical, radical policies. That's why when the Republicans are negotiating on quote-unquote police reform with more federal laws, they're creating a, they're blazing a trail for the Democrats down the road. Tim Scott, God bless the guy. He wants to be president. I'm never voting for him to be president. You have to have an instinct for these, these people on the other side of the aisle, who they are and what they are. I have a better idea. Why don't you negotiate a new crime bill where these criminals actually go to prison and stay in prison? Where we don't have so-called bail reform where people come in the front door and out the back door if they're bashing somebody's brains in. That's what I would like to see negotiated. It's ridiculous. So we come through this pandemic. The Democrats did everything they could to kill the economy. They listened to the science fascists in Washington, D.C., who still want the economy killed once you're wearing masks. They've all but destroyed a full academic year for our kids in public schools. Now they're destroying the economy. And they're destroying an economy in the way that not just half the country is going to feel it, the entire country is going to feel it. And this is just the beginning. Many of you are too young to know what it's like to have inflation. You can afford very little. You're spending an enormous amount of money on interest. Basic goods and services, the price skyrockets. You're not going to get what you want either on time, dishwasher and automobile. It's not going to happen. It's going to get harder and harder to make home repairs. It resonates throughout the economy. You can't spend trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in dollars we do not have. And I've said it over and over and over again without it having an enormously grave impact on this country. And they lie about it. Trillions of dollars for COVID relief. When 9% of it went to COVID relief. And then they, they break the backs of the landlords. Everybody gets free rent. The CDC, which is supposed to be overseeing diseases, ruled that landlords cannot, cannot force tenants to leave, even if they haven't paid for a year. Well, what's the landlord going to do? He's going to go broke. He's not going to be able to maintain the property. And a judge finally ruled, you don't have the authority to do that. You're the CDC for crying out loud. One of the first acts, Joe Biden comes and he kills the Keystone XL pipeline. 14,000 union jobs are killed. And all the other jobs related to it. Which is a warning to any country or company that wants to build a pipeline. 
Don't you dare. Imagine all the jobs that could have been that aren't. And he says, we're going to find you better paying jobs, good paying jobs. I would ask anybody who worked on that pipeline, has anybody from Joe Biden's administration called you and found you a good paying job? They lie. I'll be right back. Mark in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's take some calls. John in Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Yes. Go ahead, Hello, John. Mark. Uh, long How time, are you? Long time listener. Thank All you. right. Long time listener. I yeah, just want to add regarding the, 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 the two by, uh, lumber prices, like a two by four used to cost uh, two ninety seven or so just in, in October. Now it's over $7. Wow. That's, that's contributing to the $34,000 extra to build a house these days for mm-hmm. a single family house, 34,000 extra. Anyway, I'm on point. And it's not that easy to get. Are, That's the other problem. Anyway, go right ahead. No, you're right. You're right. Um, some of that, by the way, may have started during the, the riots in the summer, the shortages. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, my point, major point was regarding the Pfizer virus, uh, the Pfizer vaccine, excuse me. Um, yes. Yeah, so when I heard that news, one of the things I was thinking about was that, um, the CEO must be having second thoughts. Uh, Pfizer CEO must be having second thoughts, mm-hmm. and perhaps some of their shareholders as well, because my understanding is I read that that vaccine was actually produced. One source said it was produced as early as September 29th, and they held back that news that the virus was ready for production. No, 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 we got it. Uh, listen, I think they held back the information, but there are layers here. Having one thing is produced, the other is to get it approved. I think uh, they had it ready late October, right up to the election, and I think they held the information back for about a week. That's what I think happened. Yep, yep. And now since they held that election that back, that could have been a very much a game changer. Although I have to say Trump wasn't a big fan of these companies either. Now that said, I don't think he was going to give their patents away, do you? No. Absolutely not. And that's why, you know, if, if they had announced that prior to the election, when it when they got news of it, I don't think Trump Trump would not have done that. He would not have uh, stolen their patents. And they stand to lose a lot. I of agree money with you. Potentially, because, it, you know, it's a uh, it's 
it's going to hurt them all. Their shareholders should be upset. It's not going to just hurt them. It's going to hurt us. People who get cancer, people who have Alzheimer's, people who have all these these illnesses and debilities and, and morbidities that are extremely difficult to deal with and require an enormous amount of research and development. The money is not going to flow there. If you have money, you're not going to pour it into that. You're not going to do it. And one, and one more point regarding what you were saying earlier just about them uh, giving it away, and particularly to the, the Chinese. I would not give... And by that I mean if you give it to another country, that you can't stop it from going to China. Go ahead. No, no. And I would not give the, the Chinese the recipe for how we're stopping this particular virus. If we don't know it was just an accident or whether it's intentional, we may, we'll probably never know. But I certainly wouldn't give them the... Uh, no, they shouldn't get a damn thing. I agree with you. Thank you for your call, my friend. Let's go to Chris, Atlanta, Georgia, XM Satellite, a self-described liberal. How are you, sir? I'm okay. I just... Um I mean, I guess I'm going to raise my hand. I heard the thing about 1% of your fan base that are liberals, and I guess maybe... By the way, I don't even believe that survey. I'm just messing around, but that's what they said. There's no way. I get calls all the time. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, honestly, I just feel like maybe in this world where being left of center, where the left is so far out in left field, you know, that kind of puts a lot of normal people in what they consider the right. You know, mm-hmm. the extreme right that they're constantly going on about. And, um, I, I don't, you know what's funny? I don't even know who's in the extreme right. That is, I understand the Klan and the neo-Nazis, but I don't hang around with people who are an ex- extreme right, whatever that means. I hang around people who believe in individual liberty and capitalism and the Constitution. So I don't accept these terms. I don't either. And, I mean, I'm a truck driver. I hang out with a pretty roughneck crowd of guys. And, I mean, mm-hmm. there are times that I find myself a bit left of a conversation, mm-hmm. but never to the point where I feel like I'm dealing with extremists and radicals. Most people are pretty, you know, pretty in the middle, you know. Most uh, people on, have common sense. Very true. But if you watch the news, you would think anybody that, you know, doesn't want to bow down to their Chinese overlords is somehow a radical well if you listen to certain programs and, mm-hmm. and i do i try to i try to absorb information from different sources and the you know the left-wing media and i mean it, it's gotten pretty wacky where someone i mean i still i would like to think in a normal world i would be a liberal so maybe i'm that one percent i don't know <laughs> you know listen to me i want you to join us in a couple of months we need your help to save this country I don't care what well, you call um, yourself. The thing is, exactly, and that's the thing. And this, I've actually never voted in my entire life up mm-hmm. until last November. And I vote. The reason I didn't vote in sixteen is because I didn't have faith in either party. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just didn't, I didn't quite believe Trump. Just, just because I didn't, it just seemed too unreal that someone mm-hmm. that was a businessman and all the things he did would even want to run for president. And then I watched him for four years, and I followed his policy more than anything. And that's what, like, I mean, for example, the fact that insulin, what he did to bring down the prices of insulin, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of just like... So you like, voted for him, I guess, this time. I did vote for him. Actually, I voted for the first time in my life. And the whole reason, 
that I took having opinions and actually got off my butt and tried to participate in the whole process was because I seen regardless of left or right or whatever, you know, all these different labels, think, you know, what I've seen with him, you know, trying to keep American jobs. I got one minute. Let me ask you something. You love your country? I do. Well, there are people in this country who don't love this country. And as I say, the people who love their country, I want you to join us. I want you to unite with us. We can put minor differences aside. Because this is a very serious matter we're facing now. The destruction of our value system, the destruction of our moral system, the destruction of our constitutional system. And people who are concerned about this need to unite and galvanize. And I want to thank you for your call, Chris, and keep on trucking. We need you to do it. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin doesn't just read the news. He makes the news. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. All right. I think I have my call screen. I'm very excited about this. Let's see here. Yes, I do. Here it is. Douglas, St. Louis, Missouri, on the Mark Levin app. Douglas, you're up. Go right ahead, please. Mark, great hearing your show. I'm just back in the country after 25 years abroad. and Wow. I got to say, I, I picked a crazy year to come home. And, you know, I've worked in countries like Cuba, Venezuela, lived in China, Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong. Understand the lay of the lay of the land pretty well. And, um, you know, didn't know what I was getting into coming home. But I, I've got to say, your comments on China were were spot on. I used to consult for companies that were ready to open up in China and moving to China. And I could promise you without a doubt that it, it was the worst mistakes that they've ever made. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do, may I ask? I, I consult in the resort and hospitality industry, oh. usually four or five star boutique groups. Yes. So you eat pretty well. Uh, I eat very well. I live very well. And I travel a lot. So I don't know about all that traveling. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, that's why I'm back in the states. I'm going to be I'm going to be settling back into the states now more long term. All right. And you know the funny thing about it is too, being overseas, I hear all this stuff about the U.S. Constitution. Your friend Hannity was was mentioning that today. You know that the left wants to change the Constitution. If you could hear the comments that my African teams, my Middle Eastern teams, my South Pacific teams, my Japanese teams say about our country and our constitution it's just amazing that i come back to my own country 
and people here are wanting to rip apart the very document that these people revere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're going to duke it out. I don't mean physically, but we're going we're gonna to engage. Right now, we've been awfully passive. Douglas, thank you for your call, my friend. Let us go to Ryan Aberdeen, Washington, on the Mark Levin app. Ryan, how are you, sir? Hey, yes, Mark. Ra- yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to thank you for everything you do. Let you know that um, I pre-ordered your book, and thank you. also I've never bought a book of any of your editions before. I've bought two or three, so that I can give them to friends who are like-minded or opposite-minded. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait to get this book. Well, you're very, very kind, and I can't wait to get it to you. I mean, I'm chomping at the bit. We're, we're doing everything we can. I talk to the publisher literally two or three times a day, everything we can to get this out as fast as we can. But in the meantime, I want us to show a force in numbers. You know, power in numbers is a truism. You can see uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, they never show up one at a time. Now, we're not them. We're not violent. We love our country. But right now, we can demonstrate this by the pre-orders on the book. Push that thing to number one on Amazon and keep it there till it's released. That's the goal. And so when the book is released, you have it immediately. And we can get started because we can't wait that much longer. So I want to thank you very, very much. I see you've hung up, but I want to thank you very much. Sharon, Boulder, Nevada. Is that right? You're in Nevada? Boulder, Nevada, KNST? Yep. I'm in Tucson, but the home is Boulder City, Nevada. Ah, And that's Boulder City to you. I got it. (laughs) I listen to you, and I listen to Hannity. And I want to thank you for all the time you spend putting together the information in order to give it to us. Seriously, thank Thank you you. for your time. You're very kind. And all the energy you spend on this. And I agree with you 100% for what you guys were talking about that is going to be shared in this book. It's time for us to stop living in the problem mm-hmm. and begin to live in the solution. I worked in juvenile court services and with the homeless population for over 30 years of my life. I'm an organizer. I believe what we need to do is to march across America. We need some retired law enforcement officers to come alongside so we can vet people as they join the march. It's time to take action. We all know what the problems are. We get the information from you. It's time to start to stop, rather, sitting in our living rooms and listening. It's time to start moving. I'm with you guys 100%. We're in trouble. If we mm-hmm. don't begin to take back our nation, we're toast. We're I toast. agree 100%. And I want to thank you very, very much. And you take care of yourself. Thank you very much, Sharon. Sean, speaking of Sean, St. Louis, Michigan. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Producer. Everybody can't be on KNST. How are you listening to us? <laughs> Serious XM, Mark. I'm actually from St. Joseph, Michigan is where All right. I'm from. There right you go. on the shores of Lake Michigan. Yep. Hey, Mark, uh, if anybody knows about inflation, uh, it's certainly us in the trucking business. We're, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're seeing it with our customers. They can't get stuff ordered. Their stuff, you know, just uh, their shortage on plastic and, and all the other goods that are coming, you know, trying to, trying to get here or trying to get made. But here's the other thing. 
I fueled up a truck the other day, almost a thousand dollars to fuel the truck up, and that's uh, <laughs> when it used. It, to how much cost is it normally? Five hundred dollars, about six months. Say it that again. Cost is about five hundred dollars, about six months ago. Wow, under Trump. Yep, but uh, but well, you, you know, see, we 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 have this coronavirus, and now we have the Joe Biden virus, and uh, both of them have attacked our economy, as you can see. You got it, Mark. You got it. But you know what? Hey, we're not all liberal in Michigan. I just want to say that. And we're fighting for the cause here in, in uh, St. Joe, Michigan. All right. Now you have a Republican and, legislature, uh, if, I believe. Well, you think or no? I don't know. I think <laughs> they're Republican. Over here. They're what now? <laughs> well, he is. He's, he's oh, you mean rhinos. You got a lot of rhinos. Okay. Yeah, exactly. 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 But, uh, Mark, one more thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, my niece, Callie, is uh, graduating from Hillsdale College this weekend. I wanted to give her a shout-out, uh, congratulate her from Callie, congratulations. College. You are graduating from one of the finest institutions on the face of the earth, and she must be very smart. That's not an easy school, so that's wonderful. She is. As a matter of fact, she's headed to D.C. when she gets done and taking a fight there, hopefully, right? So Hopefully. All right, my friend. I think she will. Sounds like if she's a graduate of Hillsdale, they have a great president there, my buddy Larry Arn. All right, Sean, you take care of yourself. Let's squeeze in another. Greg, Charlotte, North Carolina, XM Satellite, an attorney. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Mark, how are you? You and okay. I spoke about a year ago when I lived in Jupiter, Florida. Oh. Now I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you moved. Anyway... I moved. I moved. And I'm sorry to leave Governor DeSantis's province, but I wanted to be a halfback. It's too hot in Florida for me, so I moved <laughs> halfway back. I'm originally, I'm originally from Manhattan, New York City, which I will never go back there. Nah, I, I have friends in the court system who call me and tell me the city is a complete mess. And it only, took, of it only took 14 months and this dumb bastard mayor. I mean, it's just, excuse my French, but to destroy, look, let's be honest, I'm from Philadelphia, New York City was the, uh, was the diamond, and uh, now it's a disaster. It just took one sickening buffoon to do this. The NYPD, uh, the police force of the world, people honoring it on 9-11, look how, look how those men and women are treated now. This is, this is absolutely sickening. Go right ahead. By the way, nine eleven is by the way nine eleven is my birthday, and I was in New York City that day. That's mm -hmm. a, that's a story for another day. But yes, I won't. We're going to run out of time. City you now, go. I'm sorry to say. Okay, I, I wanted to bring up Fred Hampton, who is the founder of the Black Lives. Um, I'm sorry, the Black Panther Party in Chicago, mm -hmm. and his whole thing was that socialism was the answer to capitalism. And that's where the push is coming from in the Democratic Party now. They seriously think that socialism is the answer to capitalism. And they're so off base because socialism never works anywhere where it's tried. Mm -hmm. One last comment before well, I Well, you're quite right about that. Uh, I've, been a criminal, um, uh, I've been a criminal defense lawyer. I remember you. Also did. Yes, yes, we had a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, I've also done some family court work. I don't understand why the teachers' union aren't in family court, because there's only one rule in family court, mm -hmm. the best interest of the child. 
is it in the best interest of the child to keep the schools closed? And the answer is unequivocally no. Well, something needs to be done about them, too. Listen, thank you for your call, Greg. Welcome to North Carolina. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. I'm not on social media now. Parlor's down. I'm not on Twitter and Facebook by choice, although we are on Rumble. Rumble is a wonderful site. So please jot this down. Keep it. You already know this. 8 p.m. Eastern Time this Sunday, like every other Sunday, I'm on Fox with Life, Liberty, and Levin. It's a very powerful show. And I feel like my opening is very, very powerful. So I hope you'll join us. If you can't join us live, I understand Sunday is Mother's Day. Please DVR the show. Please DVR the show. I don't want you to miss it. So if you're still out with your mom, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, many of you will be, and I don't blame you, your mom, your grandmom, your wife, then please uh, DVR the show. I don't want you to miss it. And also, please, if you get a chance this evening or tomorrow or the next day, go ahead and pre-order your copies of American Marxism. If you're thinking about getting it anyway, now's the time. It's already discounted, and they have a special deal over there, which is if they discount it even significantly more by the time it's released, you will get the best of the discounts. So you're grandfathered in. So the price that's up there now, if it gets lower, you get the lower price. And if you're thinking about getting several copies, I want to thank you to give out to your kid in college or going to college or in high school or going to high school and other people. Because we want to spread the word like we did with liberty and tyranny in the Tea Party movement. We want to create a movement right here. I'm hoping that's what we'll do. It's going to be up to you and me. Nobody else. Every Friday, come hell or high water, America. And I do this every Friday in honor of you, the great men and women of this country who make this country work. Here we go.
folks. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. All the beautiful, lovely women out there, God bless you all. My wonderful wife, my mother, God bless her, my mother-in-law, who's absolutely terrific. All you wonderful women out there, happy Mother's Day. Please check out Life, Liberty, and Levin, Sunday, 8 p.m. You can DVR it. Don't forget, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my little Barney. Good night, Dad. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. And good night, Leo. Please check out Amazon.com and pre-order your copy.